This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 518 of Shudders Inc. Where the hell have you been? Yes, exactly. Where have you been? I've been every Thursday night, I've logged on. <laughs> I sit there and start waiting for you. You never told me anything. I don't know what's going on, and you're not there. Week after week, you're answering my phone calls, you're answering my texts. I've sent a letter by mail, but it's probably it hasn't got there yet. He sent it three no, weeks ago. No, let's not joke um, about the mail. Oh, God. G'day, mate. How are you? Well, I have no idea, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> We've been on hiatus. We have. Which is uh, a fancy... Is that French? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. It's, it could be Haiti. I was going to um, say, it sounds like an island in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, is it, well, I think Haiti has some links to the US, so maybe they just call it Haitis now or something. <laughs> right. it, it could be. It's Very just, possibly. Uh, this cross-pollination stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been well, it's been six weeks. I don't know. I, I oh, honestly have it no must idea. be it must be at least six weeks. I honestly have no concept of time anymore. Right, because you know? every day is just the same anyway. And if you don't have yeah yeah any anything's going to hold you in reality. Yeah, yep. the only time I notice the weekend is when my wife's not had a at a desk. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, so, I, so I've been unwell. I still am. Not, not. Um, we've had, I had a, a whole battery of tests. I've just about to be possible. Thing, bloods and urines and scans of this and scans of that and probed with this and probed with that and right. we pushed into these big MRI machines and then they go off for lunch and leave you there for a while and come back <laughs> out and get you all sorts of stuff and yeah it's still until mid November I won't have any real answers wow you know? but uh, which is which is kind of mad you know yeah. uh, I've got diabetes that's one of the things oh, that's geez. come up you know and that's um, and that's a reasonable portion of the weirdness I've been feeling and the unwellness, yeah. Like, right. Yeah, you know, the, vis- the vision that jumps and jitters around of its own accord all of a sudden and, um, yeah, yeah right. numb, painful or numb feet, you know, and feeling cold for the first time. I'm like an old man now. I sit with a blankie every day. <laughs> right. uh, I sit there with a little blankie on my legs, you know, yeah, usually a cat on the lap, you yeah. know. yeah. Yeah, uh, get my cup of tea. Yep, a biscuit, yeah, sugar free, my dad. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's that's yeah. We still don't really know what's going on with uh, stuff like the heart and stuff like that. We'll yeah, you know, uh, it'll come up at some point. And the mid November, obviously, uh, one specialist said it obviously isn't too dire. Otherwise, they yeah uh, they would be calling you and telling you come on down. Yeah, right. they're not. Yeah, which to me doesn't give you any confidence because what if they haven't looked yet? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> say they've looked at the charts. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, you go, I go. I went into a cardiologist. He goes right. We need you in hospital for the next week from from this afternoon. Oh wow! You know, driving home. From that appointment, it's no, we don't. Don't worry about it. It's okay. We'll just put you through a whole bank of tests. Right. So it's like, okay. Yay. And then no answer on any of those tests for like six weeks and still for another couple of weeks. Yeah, right. And I'm down. I, 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 I get a call. Go down to the cardiologist. Go, right, here we go. Getting the results. I get down there. I know it's just doing another test. <laughs> so what do you is no one going to tell me anything? Is this good or bad news? You know? <laughs> they've, you know? they've given up hope on you, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. 
I've started. I've started. Yeah, yeah, putting together. Yeah, the music playlist for the funeral. You know, <laughs> I, yeah, I've got. Yeah, and so I, 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 I thought about organising more of my photographs just in case. So when I go, people will have them ordered. But I thought we'll stuff them. You know, that's far too much work. Uh, so it's been a bit of limbo, you know. Yeah, and, and communications from doctors ain't particularly great. Yeah, no. and of course, COVID being what it is, still down here, and, and so we've only just theoretically come out of lockdown, you know, on Thursday night, so, you know, four days ago. Yeah. You can't get in to see people. Like, specialists and stuff is really hard. I've had yeah. uh, two different lots of, of, of um, people to do with the diabetes. It's just phone conversations, you know, and that's, yeah. that's not easy. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's not easy to get information the, the way you want. No. But I'm cracking on. I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I've lost eight kilos. Wow. That's great, man. Yeah, yeah, I got had a vasectomy. No, um, <laughs> I got circumcised. <laughs> no, yes, I'm down eight kilos, and uh, I've got a ways to go. But that's that's all feeling. I'm, in fact, I'm wearing a shirt right now, Bruce. Yeah, that I haven't been able to wear in about four years. That's awesome. So that's all. That's all feeling good. I've radically, completely, and totally overhauled my diet. I nice. eat almost nothing I used to eat. Right, it's almost everything's completely gone, you know, uh, which is good and loving it. That's all good, yeah. That's great. And what else? Are you sleeping better? Oh, not at all, Bruce. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought maybe the sleep might have improved, given you know you've made some healthy choices in other areas. Not totally. It's not totally bad. I mean, I went to bed at you know quarter past two this morning and I was up at uh, five fifty. So oh, that's jeez. A- that's a good three and a half hours. Yeah, right. Well, it wasn't a good – I woke a couple of times in between. but yeah. And I probably would have slept later at some stupid bird out the window. It was, it was making this noise I've never heard before. It's like, ack, ack, <laughs> ack, ack. <laughs> it went off for like about three minutes. <laughs> I'm opening the curtains. I'm looking at the tree that's out there trying to see what can the hell – ack, ack. <laughs> It sounded like a cat with a furball <laughs> up a tree. But uh, that, that was so – I probably would have slept longer if it hadn't been for that little bugger. Yeah, right. But speaking of birds, a weird thing happened to us the other day. Yeah. So where our kitchen is, we, we look out over our sort of our, our backyard patio area. Yep. And out there we've got a chair and ta- chairs and table and stuff mm-hmm. and, and a, a rooftop sort of um, gazebo opening rooftop type thing, uh, which was closed. So it's like a roof. And this, this magpie flies in and sits on, sits on the back of one of the chairs, which never happens. Yeah, I've never had a magpie fly and come in this close. And it's just stood there staring at me. So I'm staring at him. He's staring at me. I opened the back door, go out to with about five feet of him. He's just sitting there staring at me. <laughs> That's pretty weird. So I go back inside. I have to go to the front of the house. You sure at, it wasn't a vulture, mate? No, I don't think, you know, no. I was, yeah. Carrion. Where's the carrion at? <laughs> yeah, we, we smell the death. <laughs> so I go out the front door, a couple of, oh, probably 10 minutes later, and he's flown around the front, and there he is on the, on the, on the footpath. So I sit down. He comes walking straight up to me. Within about three or four feet, it wow. just sits there. Wow. And I'm, I'm by my little rock garden, so I start moving some rocks and finding a couple of worms and just hand-feeding him worms. Wow. Never in my life heard a magpie do that. that was, I've never seen him again. It was the one that's more going, ah, the worms, <laughs> ah, got a worm in me throat, ah, worm in me throat. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, so uh, look, overall, I'm feeling I'm, I'm, when I'm not feeling bad, I'm feeling good. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so when I'm not and I'm not feeling bad all the time, just under certain circumstances. When you, you say know? feeling bad, is this mentally or physically? Oh, physically. Right. Yeah, physically. Yeah. So I've got nerve damage in my feet and stuff like that, and that hurts all the time. Right. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So we don't know how bad or how long or if that. Yeah. You know. And my dad had diabetes, and my dad lost lost a leg to right. diabetes. Wow. In fact, he was hospitalised for the last six months of his life, four months of his life. Right. And during that time, it, it just bed sores got so infected on his feet that they had to take his foot off. Jeez. And then they were going to take his other foot off. He goes, "Ah, oh, just end me." So they put him down. Wow. You know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, with my feet hurting like they are, it, it's bleak thinking about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah and, and knowing how that worked out for him. So, you know, in three months' time, I get to go see someone in, in real life about uh, about that. So, you know, they reckon they'll be able to see, see doctors and stuff. <laughs> right. It's just, it's just nuts. It's, um, it's, it's fairly, fairly exacerbated with all just the, the lockdowns and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. But we, like you people up in Sydney, we've had our Freedom Day. We waited till we had the highest possible cases. And we said, like, open up. <laughs> That's how you do it. You know, we've got two cases locked down. We've got 2,000 cases open up. Yeah. <laughs> Say what now? Yeah. So my, my youngest daughter got to go back to school last week for the right. first time. She had to get, she got to go back for one day right? <laughs> uh, on, the fr- on Friday. <laughs> on Wednesday, they had to close the school down for a COVID case. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Today, my eldest daughter went back to school for the first time. Last week, they had, they had to close it down because they had three COVID cases. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Let's see how long this is going to last, shall we? Yeah. yeah. I think they've all given up now. I think they said, oh, just, just what the hell with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be what it'll be. Yeah, exactly. And I I don't know, I kind of feel like we should just throw caution to the wind now. I've, I don't I've, think we've got much of a choice. No. You know, until that's all the people are going to die. But yeah, and, you know what? It's not even the people are going to die. It's the people going to be sick for the next five years. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. My mate Stan Harrison, you know Stan Harrison? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he had COVID early this year, probably um, Feb, something like that it might have been. Right. He's just getting his sense of smell and taste back. Wow. In October. Yeah, but life is like with no sense of smell or taste. You'd lose a lot of weight. You'd lose a lot, yeah, lose a lot of joy in life. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it's like, yeah, you know, uh, smell is really important when it comes to food. Yes. We all know that, you know. But what a lot of people don't know is gluten, you know, gluten. Yeah. That adds all the flavour to food. Right. Because anything gluten tastes like crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the gluten's where the flavour's at, you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, if you can't smell and you're gluten intolerant, I mean, you ain't got much of a. You ain't got much of a <laughs> so, 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 and and then there's other long, long what is called long COVID, where people who can't breathe for six months, that's yeah, be up, or high headaches for six months, or can't feel their legs for six months, or, or all this kind of weird ass stuff. So, yeah, right. And that's, it's not necessarily fatal, but it bogs up the whole medical system. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's the dilemma. I mean, down here in Melbourne, two weeks ago, I was getting inside reports from people in the medical, in the hospital medical field, yeah. saying they're all in black status, where 
almost everything's been cancelled. We've run out of beds. We've run out of space. We're desperately trying to get regional places opened up so we can send people out. Yeah. Because can't function anymore everything's being cancelled all, all non-covid things that, that are possible have been cancelled yeah right and this thousand cases a day in a city in a, in a state of six million people yeah i mean it's yeah it's not a lot yeah the, the oh, oh if you need a ventilator bad luck there are none left yeah kind of stuff and none of this was in the media yeah, none right. of this is and and so and so we're looking at yeah we're getting this news from hospitals people we know who work in in it and then you're yes, watching the news, and they're all going, "Oh, it's fine. Let's open up Freedom Day." Yeah. yeah. So I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you know, I trust the source that's telling me. Yeah. I think dire. And then you got the no, it's all lovely. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do? Yep. So anyway, that's enough about me. Today's episode, by the way, people, it's just a little catch up, just a wee. Yeah, I'm hoping maybe we can do at least for the time being, maybe every fortnight. What do you okay. think? Yep, I'm fine with that. Can't do every fortnight. Let's do every two weeks. We can do that too. <laughs> I know what a fortnight is. Yeah. Just, just think of that. Uh, fortnight's more than just a game, people. <laughs> the yeah, so it's just going to just a wee catch up. Just going to yeah, let you all, we haven't fallen off the face of the earth yet. Yet. Uh, yep. Yeah. Look, I was thinking about you, Bruce. In, in my direst of moments, when yeah, you know, we had really no idea what was going on, and I was feeling really pretty darn bad. Yeah. I'm putting out on, on Facebook that I was dead. I didn't see that. I felt, I felt I was going to. Oh, okay. I wanted to see what people were going to say about me. Because <laughs> once you're dead, for real, you don't get that chance. No, that's right. And, I, and I'd like, you know, it would be kind of nice to see, oh, you know, he wasn't as bad as we thought he was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you'd have to read some positive vibes when you're feeling a bit low, you know? <laughs> Tell, uh, yeah, it'll be stuff like Glenn's dead. Tell us your favourite memories of him. I'd sit there and have a laugh for a couple of days. <laughs> have you ever heard the, uh, the the fairy tale of the, the boy who cried wolf? Yeah, but, but here's the thing. <laughs> if I die, and the people don't believe it the second time round, yeah. it doesn't matter because I'm dead. <laughs> Fair enough. I wasn't going the stuff anyway if they didn't put stuff second time round. Because <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a situation. I can't. Well, other than being dead, I can't lose in that situation. Yeah, that's true. It's all, it's all positive, st- mostly. Okay, let's say ninety percent positive stuff. It might upset a few people, especially my family, who I wouldn't have told. Yeah, that was somewhat of a shock. But uh, they still don't know about my illness. By the way, I might add. Oh, okay. My people I live with, but I haven't bothered to tell them. Yeah, the extended family. Yeah. So look, yeah. Nothing to report, but I just wanted to, yeah. I, I, so I reached out to you last week and said I'd love to do a little episode this week just yep. to see how you're going, not just talk about it. I want to hear how you've been going and with all your new challenges. How, uh, how's the job going? So, uh, look, the job, the job's great. Um, I was, still enjoyed the aspect of it all, and yeah. So they had me in store for the first five, 
five and a half weeks, I guess. Well, I think where we left off, we just started doing. I don't think you'd gone quite solo yet, but you'd you'd gone out right you know, with another guy. Right. But I think that's kind of where we left off. Yeah, right. So I did three days out on the road with uh, one of the other drivers, and he said to me after the second day, he said, "Mate, you've you've got this under control. You're fine. You're not as dumb as some of the other people I've tried." That, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he said to me, "Look, I'll still come out with you tomorrow because we'd we'd been scheduled to do." three days together and i said yeah look i'm 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 fine with that as well i said but tomorrow just don't help me even if i look like i'm struggling don't help me because uh, i need to work it out for myself you know yeah. to, to be able to do it all on my own and he said yep fair enough so um he he actually felt quite guilty just sitting in the truck for the whole day while i was working but <laughs> I um, but he got it he, he understood yeah and so after that they had me out on the road by myself and i've absolutely loved it uh the driving awesome. shifts are much more enjoyable than the in-store shifts uh because you get to i mean you're still physically active, you know, in the getting into the truck and finding the crates and, you know, scanning them off with the scanner and then, you know, delivering them however far you've got to deliver them. And, you know, but you would then get to jump back in the truck and go for a drive, you know, and sometimes you can be on the road for 15, 20 minutes between drops. So there's quite a lot of driving involved, which I absolutely enjoy. Uh, and I get to go out to a lot of rural properties, which I love. Uh, I get to see lots of horses and lots of dogs, both of which I talk to more than the customers. And yeah, it's just great. I love it. Uh, awesome. But this week they've had me back in store uh, for three shifts. Well, I've done two, got one more to do. Uh, but then at the end of this week, we're finally getting our third truck. They've they told me when I started we've we've got two trucks, but we have got a third one on the way. That's actually arriving at the end of this week. So from next week, we'll have three trucks on the road, and they are going to have me back out on the road again. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, you, you, you know, I can imagine being out and about for a hell of a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. But not quite the camaraderie you might get with yeah being in. No, but you get a fair bit of that at the beginning and the end of the drive. Like, So you're interacting with the guys in the store before you go and then when you come back. So, you know, you still get that. No, fair enough. But, you know, on on other fronts, the, the lockdown that we had here in New South Wales went for, I don't know, about 15 weeks or something. And I found that that really started to grind me down after a while. And... I got to the point around about the time that you said to me, you know, I need to lay low for a little while, yeah. uh, where I just couldn't face creating any content. Uh, and I basically told my dark table audience I'm going quiet for a while because I'm just not coping. And I haven't put out a dark table video now for almost two months. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I really want to sort of get. I feel like I'm I'm back there now, like I'm ready to start doing stuff again. Well, that's um, important. Though. You've got to be in that mindset. Same with me with the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Have other stuff enough under control that you can yeah. you know, and enjoy I feel yourself like, a bit more. You know, if you try and push through that and keep on creating, then it just becomes a chore that you just can't face and you, you, know, yeah. you just end up resenting the whole thing. And so I just felt like for my that's own... That's how I feel about you. Thank you, mate. And the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt like I just needed some, some time out, you know, and... Um, oh, I'm glad you did. Yeah. 
And then in the midst of all that, um, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, my dad had already passed away. So, yeah, yeah. yeah you all knew about that. Then my auntie, uh, my dad's sister, takes the original of dad's will and puts it in an express post envelope and posts oh, it in no. Perth. You no, know, don't say that. You know where this is going, right? She no. posts it from Perth, right? No. And she kept sending me texts, you know, every few days. Has it arrived yet? No. Nah. Has it arrived yet? No. Nah. Has it arrived yet? No. Nah. Anyway, gets to around about the oh, first or second week of October, so, you know, 10 days ago or thereabouts, still hasn't arrived. And... We were talking on the phone one day, and she goes, oh, actually, I've got the tracking number for it. I'll send that to you so you can check up on it. Information that would have been handy earlier. Yeah. So I went, okay, great. So she sends me the tracking number. I go to the Australia Post website, and I enter the tracking number, and the website says, your item was was delivered on September the 30th. Oh. Uh, No, it wasn't. So I went and talked to Max. I said, mate, have you seen an express post envelope arrive for me in the last couple of weeks? He's gone, no. I went, okay. Talked to Kath, no, nothing. It's like, oh, far out. So I've rung the local post office, and I said to the guy, I said, look, I I don't know what to do. I said, you know, this item was mailed from Perth. The website, you know, the Australia Post website says it's been delivered, but I don't have it, and no one else here has received it. And it has the original of my father's will. And as the executor of his estate, I can't do anything to execute his estate without the original of the will. And the guy goes, yeah, right. Well, that's that's not good at all. He said, let me find out who was doing the delivery run on that particular day. Yeah, because we, we knew it was September the 30th that it was supposedly delivered. So... Um, he comes back to me a few days later and he said, I had a chat with the guy who did the run on that particular day. I went, okay. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm thinking, the postie's not going to remember one particular envelope three weeks ago. from three weeks ago. Yeah. But anyway, he says to me, I had a chat with him. He remembers the envelope. He delivered it to number two. And I'm at number what? eight. What? And I thought, well, that's weird. So... And and right at the time that he rang me back, I was sitting at my computer and I had just written a little note and I was printing off oh, 11 or 12 uh, copies of this note. And it basically said, hi, it's Bruce from number eight. Uh, if by any chance you've seen an express post envelope arrive in your mailbox in the last couple of weeks, you know, maybe it wasn't it's... yours. It wasn't addressed to you. Yeah, but yeah, but sometimes people just put it on the sideboard yeah, and I think, guess. oh, I'll, I'll drop that back in the mail, and then they forget about it. You know, so I so I wrote up this little note, and I was going to drop it in all the mailboxes in the street because thankfully we live in a cul-de-sac, and there's only about twelve houses in the street. So <laughs> anyway. I thought, well, that's really weird. I wonder why it would have got dropped at number two. So anyway, I head off down the street and I'm dropping these notes into all the mailboxes and I get down to number two. I knock on the door and the woman comes to the door and she thinks I'm there to sell her something until I say, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Bruce, I live up at number eight. And uh, and she goes, oh, okay, hi. And I've got some mail for you. I said to her, I said, look, is there by any chance that a couple of weeks ago you might have received an express post envelope for me? And she goes, oh. Yes, I did. And I went, and I'm like, oh, my God. Did? And I went, oh, really? 
And she goes, yeah. She said it, it, it arrived here on a Thursday or a Friday. And she said, we didn't know the name of the person it was addressed to. And uh, and she says, how long have you lived here? And I said, oh, 10 years. <laughs> and she, and she, she starts apologizing for not knowing me. And I said, oh, no, look, it's, it's on us. You know, we, we don't, you know, socialize a lot with the people in the street either, you know. And, um, and she said, yeah, so it sat here over the weekend. And she said on the following Monday... I happened to see the postie coming down the street, so I ran out with the envelope and I said oh. to him, I don't know who this person is. And he said, okay, I'll take it and I'll look after it. Or, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it. She said, so he took it back, but I don't know what he did with it. Oh. I went, and, and I'm like, hey, this is great news, you know, because this to me tells me it's not lost. It's it's just well, still in transit somewhere. At that point... Well, you know, yeah, yeah. as long as he didn't just decide to throw it away. So I've gone and rung the post office back and I said, look, you know, hopefully this is good news. You know, she's given it back to the postie. Now, that wouldn't happen very often, so you'd think you'd remember that. Yeah, and uh, so the guy at the post office said, well, if that's the case, he should have brought it back to, you know, the depot and he will have put return to sender on it, so it should be on its way back to Western Australia. Oh. And... Okay, yes, it's frustrating that it's, you know, that it's holding things up, but if it's not lost, I'm okay with that. You know, as as long as it's still in transit somewhere, I don't mind. I mean, yes, I'd like to get on with finalizing dad's estate, but you know, as long as it's not lost, I don't care if I have to wait a little bit longer. So now I'm just hoping like heck that it does actually get back to my auntie in Western Australia and then she can, you know, she said, if it does come back, I'll send it again registered mail, so it has to be signed for. Do a bloody copy! <laughs> well, I did say to her, I said, did you by any chance get, you know, notarised copies of the will before you sent it? And she went, no, I didn't, because I didn't expect it to go missing, you know? I, yeah, uh, so, um... And, uh, any, anything that's a single piece of original... I mean, was it being held at the lawyers, or was she holding it? Or was it just no, the house? No, Dad had it in his unit. And she's people. These are life lessons here, people. Life lessons. Yeah. So, um, so, (laughs) so thankfully now, you know, all of dad's possessions have been removed from the unit he was living in and they've handed the keys back. So I'm not having to continue paying rent. Like I would have been paying rent for probably six weeks after he died because, you know, it took that, you know, time for someone to be able to go and get all of his belongings out of the unit. Uh, and because obviously I couldn't go, no, I would no. have. I would have happily gone and, and looked after it all, but yeah. McGowan wouldn't let me in the state. So yeah, so it's just been a a mongrel of a year all round, you know. And just yeah, so I uh, I just yeah decided to take a break from the content creation and just lay low and yeah just enjoy it and. You know, <laughs> and this wow. weekend coming, uh, and, and this is the reason we're recording this early in the week. It's um, it's Tuesday afternoon as we're recording this. This weekend, I'm going up to see Dave, and we're going to record some music. You know, and we oh, good. we have stuff, not yeah. seen each other since March of this year. And I said to him on the phone the other day when he when he said to me, "Oh, we haven't seen each other since March." I said, "Man, that's got to be the longest break 
that you and I have had from seeing each other in the 20 plus years we've known each other. And he went, yeah, without a doubt. So um, very much looking forward to that. That will be very good for the soul. And uh, yeah, for so sure. That's... Yeah, just just to do something that's that content creation that's purely enjoyable. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, and it's not on you to do the finalised trot. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. going to come up with the sound like you. <laughs> yeah. So um, so that's kind um, of where I'm at. Um, in, in other news. Yeah. Poor Max, who, you know, has been trying to yeah. get into the um, army for ye- yeah. years and years and years, you know, and it's just been constantly having it set back by, you know, two motorcycle accidents and COVID and, you know, goodness knows what else, was due to go in, you know, back in May. And, of course, then we, um, we went into – oh, no, it wasn't lockdown. There was something happened – on, no, they in May they told him he was going in in at the beginning of July, and of course at the time that July rolled around, we were into a lockdown, and so they said then that they might uh, take them all to a hotel in Sydney and put them in two weeks quarantine, and then take them down to Kapuka, hmm. and that that was going to happen on a Monday in July, and then. That was all going ahead, that was all going ahead, that was all going ahead, until the Friday, and then they rang and said, no, it's not happening. And so, you know, so then he was like, oh, okay, so I'm not going now, I'm staying put. And so he was basically just spending all of his days in his bedroom, either watching YouTube or streaming to his Twitch audience, because he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd built up a bit of a Twitch following, you know, p- playing his games online, and, you know, he was actually earning a little bit of money from that. So it gave him something to do, but it was a very lonely existence. Oh, of course, yeah. Then they said, might be August. So August rolls around, oh, no, nah, you're still in lockdown. Going to have to wait longer. So then it was, it might be September. It's like, yeah. it just dragged on and on and on. And then eventually, late September, they said, right, we're doing it Monday the 11th of October. You bring him to Newcastle. We will take all of them to Sydney and put them in quarantine in a hotel for two weeks. And Man. then we will take them from there to Kapuka. And, and Kath had actually spoken with his careers advisor at the army and said, look, is this really going to happen? Because she said, I don't know how many more of these false starts he can yeah. handle. You know, it's really getting to him. And he said, no, nah, it's definitely happening. So on Monday the 11th, which was two weeks ago yesterday, we took him up to Newcastle. And we said our goodbyes and dropped him off. And so you should just about be finished quarantine. Originally, they said they were going to put him in an Ibis budget hotel. Now, if you know what an Ibis budget hotel looks like, it is. <laughs> it's, it's not a place where it's been fourteen days. Almost as primitive as the stateroom on a on a cruise ship. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> harsh, and not much space. And. Anyway, he gets taken down to Sydney on the Tuesday, the 12th, uh, to a Holiday Inn, which was a much better, you know, choice of venue to have to spend two weeks in isolation. And the great thing about it was he had his phone, he had a laptop, uh, and we were able to chat with him on the phone every single day. And he had some room, like physical space within the room that he could do some sprints up and down the motel room and he could do his push-ups and he could do you know all kinds of cardio stuff just to 
keep himself moving yeah. during those two weeks. And they jumped on the bus this morning and left Warwick Farm, and they should be arriving at Kapuka any hour now. So, um, how cool! Things finally have happening. finally on the, happening on the day it all came together. I know. So, I, and I'm so happy for him. You know, and the thing is. When he was still here and, you know, he was just spending all of his time in his room, he, he even lost the motivation. Like, as much as he wanted to go and get on with it, he lost the motivation to go out and do the exercise. And yeah. I kept saying to him, I said, mate, you really got to get your physical fitness up. I said, you know, you don't want to be the weakest link when you arrive at Kapuka. You know, that is going to be hard work no matter what shape you're in. And you, you don't want to be the weakest link in the chain. And... No matter what I said, I, I couldn't get him to, to get motivated. And I was really concerned, and I, and I said this to Kath, I said, I'm really worried that he's he's just not ready, either mentally or physically, you know? Yeah. And the funny thing was, we dropped him off in Newcastle. He gets to the hotel in Sydney, and seriously, within 48 hours, you talk to him on the phone, and you could hear this complete change in his mental attitude and his yeah. disposition. It was like, holy crap, he is totally ready. And yeah, about yeah. a week into it, someone on one of the other floor, like, because they were on, I think, three different floors of the hotel. There were 68 of them all in their own yeah. rooms. Someone on one of the other floors failed the daily inspection. And the thing Ooh. with the army, if one guy fails, everybody gets punished. <laughs> right? So, and and they I think their inspection was like nine a.m. You've got to be ready to open your door within five seconds of the knock, and you have to be in full dress uniform and you know standard attention with a mask on your face, and you have to have been shaved and you know done your hair, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right? So somebody's failed. So they get told tomorrow six a.m. Everybody. Same rules apply. They failed again. Oh. So the third day, it's 5 a.m. And at this point, and they've all got, <laughs> they've got a signal chat going, right? The army yeah. said to them, set up a, you know, all of you put signal on your phones and, yeah, we're setting up a group chat uh, for all of you. Oh, no, that's what started it. Sorry, that's what started it. The very first thing that happened, and they'd been told all the rules. They were told the rules before they left Newcastle. No media, right? Yeah. One of them goes and takes photographs of the army personnel who are <laughs> patrolling the hotel and keeping an eye on everybody, and oh. then posts the photos in the signal chat. Now, on one hand... I kind of think, well, okay, it's in the signal chat, which is encrypted, and it's only viewable by the guys who are there. But the rule said, no media. You don't take photos yeah. of army personnel at all. That's it. And, you yeah, know? and so you yeah, don't share it. And so that's, yeah, exactly. And so that's what started it all. And so then they've constantly been getting these, you know, earlier and earlier start times. And they failed the fourth morning. And... The army guy in charge at the hotel had basically said, if you guys don't get it together, I will be advising Kapuka and you'll all be in the 
the minute you arrive. <laughs> and, so, and, and by this stage, some of the recruits had already posted in the Signal group going, guys, you need to get the memo. You know, this is not a holiday. We are being paid to do this. And uh, you need to lift your game. So eventually they, um, you know, they did all pass. And uh, but but in the those four days, they had delivery privileges removed. So they couldn't get groceries delivered or anything like that. They weren't for the whole two weeks. They weren't allowed to get takeout delivered. Um, They could only have the food that was provided for them by the hotel. But they were able to order groceries, except for the times when they were um, <laughs> denied that Banished. privilege. They weren't allowed alcohol in those two weeks, so <laughs> it's been pretty full on two weeks. But well, welcome to the army. Yeah, basically. exactly. <laughs> if you think this is tough, wait till we get stuck into it. Yes, and and that's what I said to Max. I said, you know, I spoke to him this morning. I yeah had a good chat with him last night and said, look, I may not get to talk to you tomorrow morning, but I will try and call you before you get on the bus. Uh, and I did call him this morning, and I said, look, mate, it's gonna be hell, but I just know that you're ready for it. You've you've got your attitude all sorted, and I know you're gonna have a great time, and you're gonna be thankful you know, when you get out the other end of it and yeah, have fun. Yeah. And and the great thing is because because it has been delayed as often as it has, they and it's a twelve week training thing and so they're not starting until well, today basically. It means that it's going to run over Christmas and New Year, and the Army has said they are going to send them all home for two weeks over Christmas New Year. Uh, which is something you don't normally get. Normally, when, no. once they go in for basic training, you don't see them for 12 weeks until the yeah. you know final march out. Uh, so he will be home for Christmas for a, a week and a bit, uh, and then he'll go back down to Kapuka for the, the last month of it. Yeah, so, yeah, from today on, we will have no contact with him for at least the next four weeks because they get their phones taken off them. And they they don't get any communication with family for the next four weeks. So, wow. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we are now officially empty nesters. Man, and and Kat said, you know, this two weeks is probably good that he was put into quarantine because it meant he was out of here, like he's not at home. But we did at least still have the ability to chat with him. So it's kind yeah, of a it's softening like a transition, isn't it? Yeah, a, a soft yeah. transition. Yeah. So. Oh, so that's kind of where we're at. So, <sighs> yeah, and the dog's getting older and less healthy as the days go by, and he's hey. not, not going to be with us for a whole lot longer, I don't think. So, damn, yeah. So, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of. Well, we thought twenty twenty was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Anyway, so that's that's kind it of what it is. Yep. Yeah. So, mate, I'm, oh, I'm glad to hear that um, you're, you know, in a better state physically, and that you are and mentally and mentally, mentally too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, great. Absolutely. So, yeah, eight kilos right. off, man. That's awesome. Well done. Yeah, only twenty to go. <laughs> uh, well, but, you know, now, bit by no, bit. That's good. That life, life. It's it. Other than when I, so, when I'm not feeling bad, I'm feeling good. Yep. And that's good. And, yeah. Um, it's all. It's all. The school's gone back, so the kids are happy. Got got my second jab today, so oh, yeah, awesome. We can not worry too much about that sort of stuff anymore. And 
Yeah, we'll find out. And the eldest gets her second one next week, and the youngest can't be jabbed at all. So, yeah, we yep. can start moving forward when things are allowed to move forward a bit. And yeah, nice. It's, it's all good. Looking forward to getting away for a couple of weekends here and there. And yeah. Just to, you know, actually be able to relax for the first time and, yeah, not not relax, relax, uh, decompress, de- yeah. Yeah, ch- change of environment. I've been stuck in the same environment for two years. As a, I sort of said a, to Kath, you know, when, when yeah. they actually let up the restrictions here two and a half weeks ago, I said, you know, the funny thing is I'm not really going anywhere now that I, you know, was yeah. not allowed to go to last week. But it feels like I'm not as restricted as I was for the previous, you know, almost four months, you know? Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny that, that yeah, I now have the freedom to go, but I'm happy to stay at home anyway. But, you know, it just, it just feels <laughs> less oppressive, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Nah, all, all good. And only onwards and upwards from here, dude. Excellent. And your family are all well? Yeah, well, the immediate ones are. Yeah, don't know about yeah. the others. Have to talk. <laughs> my 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 sister's youngest son had a his wife had a baby last weekend. So oh, awesome! That'd be my nephew's kid, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm great with that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, everything's everything's just pootling along. You know, no no major dramas other than myself, really. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And that'll be what it'll be. Exactly. Can't fight the odds. Well, mate, great to chat. You too, mate. And uh, I, I've had, my phone's been buzzing hot whilst we've been talking. So you right, know, I've got. <laughs> I'm on, on the cusp of buying a car finally. Yeah, if 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 I can find anything actually available. Right. Yeah, this is, this is the problem. You can't buy. You can't. What? There's just nothing. Why are you no buying a car? Available. I need to replace my car. Oh. And I've been, but I've been, I've been going since like January this year. I've been trying to get a vehicle. Right. Okay. Uh, and some vehicle waiting times at the moment are 14 months. What? You order a car in the 14 months. Yikes. You might, you might get a vehicle delivered. Jeez. So you know, you're buying new a, then? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to because anything recent that's uh, secondhand sells for more than a new one. Yeah. 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 I, I saw a car that day three years old, 35,000 kilometers on the clock. They only wanted 9,000 over retail. Wow. Jeez. And probably getting it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fifty one thousand new selling it for sixty thousand dollars. Wow. Three years old with, with thirty five thousand kilometers on the clock. Wow. Yeah, that's that's how crazy the world is, you know? Yeah. And, and people say, Oh, yeah, you shouldn't buy a new because as soon as you drive it off the lot, it devalues so much. Well at the moment you could drive them off the lot and sell it for more than you just paid for it. Yeah. Which is pure insanity. That is crazy. So, so anyway, I've got a, a, a few a few messages there for some dealers here, and we'll nice see what we get. And, oh, and, and what well, sort of car are you looking at? Oh, at the moment, anything I can fucking get. <laughs> anything with four wheels. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, All need, right. Need a, family, need a family wagon that we can go do some camping in. Yeah, so nice. That, nice. You know, so I'm looking across Subarus and um, yeah, Hyundai's and Kias and. Now, I was looking at Toyotas, but they're ridiculous. A, they're not built very well, and B, they're um, they're by comparison to the other three, and uh, yeah, ridiculous wait times anyway. So yeah, right. Wow, crazy times, crazy crazy times. All right, mate. We'll stay safe and stay Thank well. Thank you, everyone. Good, we'll... to, good to be back. Hopefully, you don't mind to stop talking about photos. Yeah, but, but we so will I'll, get I'll, back I'll, to that. We will get. I'll back. throw this photo in very quickly. Yeah. Got a hankering to buy a Fuji X something. 
Oh, okay. Don't know why? Madness, I say madness. Right. Gear lust. <laughs> Do you know what? I was yeah, I will throw in one very quick photographic thing. I was almost going to send you a message a couple of weeks ago and say, why does Tamron not have anything in e-mount that is macro and zoom? Why is it that all the macro stuff is fixed focal length? And what do you know? They've just announced version two of their 287528 with macro. There you go. <laughs> no idea. Wouldn't be my answer. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, but right. I didn't even know that they didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I guess unless you're in the market, you wouldn't, you know, really pay attention to those level of exactly. specifics. Uh, that, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just would have assumed that they did. Yeah. Because I know, I know the, it was the 17 to 35, I think it was, I tested. Yeah. Uh, that, that, and the 11 to 20, the 11 to 20 zoom goes down to like three millimetres. Wow. I mean, so, yeah, that certainly focused close. Yeah. yeah. And I'm pretty sure the 17 to 35 did as well. Right. But that might have been for a can camera. Right. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely the 11 to 20 that I was shooting with, that went stupid close. Right. Close that, yeah, you couldn't stop. Your own shadow being everything. Yeah. Mm. So I'm I'm Unless thinking now. Do I um, do I try and sell my version one lens and and pick up the new V two? Uh, just so I get looks some, nice. some macro capabilities. And I think I think that they've improved some other other areas too. And so right, yeah. It's a, it's a I'm told it's exceptionally good. And the the, 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 the that your one is rated extremely highly for the glass. This one apparently is levels above again wow okay i'm told right yeah yeah excellent sorry about the photography stuff in there people we'll try and fix that next week and love that so two weeks time two weeks time we'll do another one excellent sounds good and then we'll do another one before christmas sounds good all right, mate. Well, you take care, and we'll talk a to you. Roadmap then. to recovery, I think they called it in our in our in our, uh, in our can we have a lockdown? Excellent. <laughs> All right, people. All right, mate. Take care. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to Shutters Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email the boys at shuttersincpodcast.com. dot